this episode of the Naturist Living Show, a tribute to Lee Baxendall, founder of the Naturist Society. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca On November 27, 2008, Lee Baxendall died after a long battle with Parkinson's disease. He was 73 years old. And uh, I don't know if there are many people who've had more of an impact on the naturist world. And while it's always sad when we lose somebody, when somebody leaves this world, we're going to try to make this show a celebration of his life and all of his accomplishments and all he's done with regards to naturism. It was 1974 when the outline of what was to become the Nature Society started to really take form. That was the year uh, when there were official attempts to ban skinny dipping at the Cape Cod National Seashore. It was uh, then that Lee Baxendall became uh, very involved as a free beach activist. In 1976, he started the Free Beach Documentation Center. The uh, documentations, communication, the sharing of information, that was something that was very difficult to do before the Internet. We forget now in this age of information and accessibility for information instantly how hard it was for people who were interested in naturism to find information because they were fragmented all over the world. And so Lee, as a publisher, recognized the importance of having a central point to get information. In 1980, he started the Nature Society and a magazine called Clothed with the Sun. Again, before internet, trying to find information, people depended on publications and magazine to get the to get the basic info on naturism and what they're interested in. They, they it became very quickly an important resource. It wasn't a light magazine; it was a magazine with lots of in-depth and philosophical articles. It's still today a fantastic magazine. He also published the World Guide to Nude Beaches and Resort. And that was the reference around the world for decades. Uh, you would find it in normal bookstores everywhere. It was a very well-published book. You could see uh, Lee's experience in the publishing business. It was, it was a beautiful book. It is a beautiful book um, with lots of pictures, lots of imagery that really illustrated naturism. And a guide not just of the private naturist clubs, but of open beaches, nude beaches, quiet beaches and places where you could be a naturist uh, without having to pay, without having to join anything, a guide to hot springs, not just in North America, but truly worldwide, full of information, full of guidance, full of guidelines. It had honest description. It was truly a guide, not just a directory. It provided all kinds of useful advice. In 1989, Clothe the Sun became Nude and Natural, which is the publication we know now, uh, also known as N Magazine. Uh, Lee and the Nature Society was very accepting and open-minded. He was really the first organization to recognize gays in the 1980s. Uh, He also recognized and accepted all kinds. Uh, He accepted singles, which was very unusual at the time. Most clubs were close to singles. Uh, he was very aware of uh, handicapped people, which was very unusual at that time. Those people were generally marginalized in society 
or ignored, and uh, the naturist world, sadly, was no different. That put him at odds, unfortunately, with a lot of nudists and naturists at the time, but he certainly wasn't one to give up. In 1990, he started Naturist Action Committee, which is still very active today and is very involved in watching the legislative activity of all the states and the uh, federal governments in the United States and acting and making sure that the interests of naturists and nudists in the United States are looked after. In 1993, he also started the Naturist Education Foundation. At time, all this activity certainly did put him at odds with AANR, known as ASA at the time, the American Sunbathing Association, today the American Association for Nude Recreation, who some members saw the Nature Society's competition. Uh, Really, they they had different views. Anner wasn't working very much on beaches at that time. Um, they had little interest in fighting for nude rights outside of clubs, but that's changed, of course. Today, Anna recognizes the Nature Society. Anna is very involved with beaches and uh, legislation as well. But initially, there certainly was uh, a bit of conflict there. In 2004, in fact, AANR inducted Lee into the Nudist Hall of Fame. So it is uh, with sadness that uh, we learned in uh, November 2008 of his passing. He had stepped away from the uh, limelight and from really being involved in naturism because of his battle with Parkinson's disease. But it's still sad to lose uh, such a pioneer and such a leader. The spring 2009 issue of N, or Nude and Natural magazine, is dedicated to Lee Baxendall's life. And I'd really encourage you to pick one up. It seemed to make sense, therefore, to talk to somebody from the Nature Society, somebody who had been working with Lee from the very beginning, who knew him and who is still very involved in the Nature Society, and that's Nikki Hoffman. So what follows is our discussion with Nikki about Lee and uh, his impact on naturism. The, his impact. Nikki, you knew Lee a long time. How did you first meet him, and what was he like? Well, I have known Lee since about 1981. Um, I actually was invited, I, I wasn't working for him at the time, but in 1982 I was invited to go along on a cruise that he and he had invited his staff to go on, and they had one one berth available, and I gladly accepted. I wasn't a naturist at the time. And during the cruise, Lee came to me and said, would you ever be interested in working for the Nature Society? And I said, well, of course, you know. I would, I would do that. Um, and I went on the cruise, and I didn't get nude on the cruise. I, this was all new to me. It was all kind of curious. And now I look back at that um, these 26 years later thinking, why didn't I take my clothes off? Because <laughs> I would have enjoyed the cruise so much more. Um, but Lee was, a, was an interesting man, a different in, in social settings than he was at work. At work, he was a, a stern tax, taskmaster. Um, he um, he wrote uh, the first one of the first jobs that I did was transcribing letters and things that that and he always used words that I didn't understand. So for years I carried around in my wallet a little piece of paper with all these words on that Lee Baxendall had used, and I had to look up before I could type them. Um, he he didn't like it when you came to him with a problem. You could always go to Lee with anything, but if you went to him with a problem. You had to have a solution. It didn't have to be the perfect one. It didn't have to be one that would, would work. But you had to come up with something rather than just say, Lee, this doesn't work. You'd have to tell him 
things that you think would work. And it's something that I try to do now in his stead, as I say, if you're going to bring me a problem, bring me your ideas on how we can solve the problem. And I think that's one of the things that I, I admired most about him was uh, his ability to get people thinking and doing things. Um, he was passionate about the nature of society, very, very passionate. He, he would make enemies because of the passion, because he didn't, there was no, there was no gray area with Lee. It was either naturist or it wasn't naturist. So uh, out there in the, in the world of, of nudism, naturism, um, I'm sure along the way he made many enemies, but um, I, I've always felt, and I, and I still do feel, that his idea was, was the right one. It's the, the right way to go about it. Um, as a woman, I loved his philosophy on choice. I like my choices. I like I like to be able to choose everything I do. I I like the the clothing optional idea. I know that goes against a lot of a lot of uh, nudist thinking, but um, there are sometimes, especially for a woman, that there are situations where you feel uncomfortable. And I and I I would like to say that at at this age sixty, I don't have any of those times anymore, but that's not true. There are some people that make me uncomfortable. Um, I'm uncomfortable around them with clothes on, so I would be uncomfortable around them naked. Um, but that is one thing I admire about Lee. He never never forced anybody to do anything. Um, his prankster, great prankster in the office. He would, he would pull tricks on us in the office um, all the time, but he was, uh, was a very good boss, and I think... Uh, his love of naturism was true from the from long before he started the Nature Society until the day he died. So, what drove him? Why was he so passionate about naturism? Because somebody told him he couldn't do it. I I really think that um, his son said it very well. I wish I I could quote him right now, but um, in his eulogy, Phineas said. Um, he was an activist, and he was passionate, and uh, they were on the beach in Cape Cod, and people were trying to tell him that he couldn't recreate there in the nude, and it just didn't make sense to him, and I think, you know, I still understand that same, that, that same uh, thought process within him. It's like, this country is surrounded by water, and we can't have like a quarter-mile section of beach ever so often that people could be nude. It just goes, it's beyond the realm of thinking. And, and that's what it was with Lee is that that was a, he felt that it was his right to be able to go nude as long as he wasn't out there offending anyone. So now that he's gone, what's the future of the Nature Society? Where will things go from here? Well, I hope the economy turns around so that we can continue the Nature Society in the same way that Lee wanted it to be. He, he wanted the Naturist Society. He, he was hoping that we would be so successful that there would be no need for the Naturist Society, and I don't think we've gotten there. So I'm hoping that we can continue to lead it on that journey to when we will no longer be needed. You talk about money. Was a Naturist Society a business for him? Um, <laughs> yes and no. Uh, it should have been a business, but it was his passion. He he had the other company, uh, the Workforce Communication, that that was a business. 
but his passion was the nature of society. I think uh, you can't not have it be a business of some sort. You know, it, you have to pay bills and you have to... But he wasn't concerned with deadlines and doing things. He just moved to his own drummer. He always did. Was he pleased with how things turned out with the Nature Society? He he wasn't very involved in the last few years. Um, well, I I'll tell you, I got I got emails from him. Um, in fact, the first issue that I did as editor, uh, he wrote me a nice little email that said it was one of the finest issues that the Nature Society had ever produced, um, and that did a lot. <laughs> it made me feel really good that, okay, I'm I'm doing what you wanted me to do. I think, um, uh, you know, times are changing. When If you look back at the earlier uh, suns and closed with the sun, uh, there was a lot of controversy in there. And I think that was at a time when that worked. But I think there's so much controversy now. We, you know, we fight so many legal battles that I don't think... We need to have controversy in the magazine. I think um, telling people uh, the joys of naturism and the history and and the travel opportunities and, you know, we have enough controversy telling them, uh, well, we're fighting for this beach or that, that I don't think that we need to to have anymore. I, so, yes, I think I think that he's pleased with the direction that it's going in. What do you think you miss most about him now that he's gone? What do you wish he was still here for? Um, oh, his counsel at, at all times. I mean, uh, um, asking for advice from him or not, you got it, whether you liked it always or not, um, but he gave you the truth. And I miss that. I miss thinking, because uh, I'll, I'll be doing working on something and I'll go, well, I wonder what Lee would think of this. Um, so that's always in the back of my mind. And um, I will try very hard to hold to the same principles that he held to. Um, you know, the, he, he often disagreed with, with other magazines about things that they sold or um, videos that we might question, things like that. Uh, and I would hope that I would maintain the nature of society in the family-oriented organization that he founded. I'd say nine times out of the ten, the man was right. You know, it would be proven that, that his thoughts were the way it was supposed to be. Lee focused the attention of the Nature Society more on nature's rights and free beaches and the hot springs, something which had been largely ignored in the past. How did Lee feel about the club nudist? I think that Lee thought that having the Nature Society and another organization was not a bad thing. I think that, as I was trained, like I said, I was trained at the knee of the master. I think that um, we can't, no one organization can do everything. I don't think that you can do justice. If, if you're fighting to save beaches and then you have these, this organization of clubs, I don't think that, I think you spread yourself too thin, and I think he felt that way too. So I don't think that he ever thought that the organizations should merge, that that once should cease to exist. I think that he always felt that there was a need for two organizations. I also called Mark Story, who worked uh, for many, many years with the Nature Society, and he knew Lee pretty well. 
and I asked him to tell us what was Lee's impact on naturism. Bechtel did indeed have a huge impact on the nature of the species here in North America. I was privileged to get to work with him for a number of years with N Magazine, as a writer, co-editing, and just hanging out with him. Oshkosh with some work. I think different people could say different things, but I'd like to point at three different things, three different ways he, I think, he personally impacted naturism in North America, um, himself or through the Nature Society. First would be inclusiveness constantly spoke for inclusiveness in both club and public land settings um, for social nudity and naturism. That is, he said, naturism is for everybody, straight and gay. Um, men and women, yes, but of all ages, not just the beautiful, not just the elderly, uh, the young, everybody. Um, right? He encouraged various races to get involved with naturism, whether they are straight, black or white, is going to be something for everybody. And this seems totally obvious to us now, but it really wasn't that way all the time. I think you know, many nudists, the vast majority, I think, were thinking in terms of inclusivity. But we wanted it to be part of policy. It should be part of a national and local club policy that unless you're a troublemaker and you're a human being, you should be allowed in as, as part of the group. The second thing I think you really emphasized was public lands. Most nudists were interested primarily in their clubs, which is fine. His primary interest was beaches, hot springs, uh, free-range hiking out in the, the, the wilderness, primarily beaches. And he wanted to make sure that they were preserved from you know, legal attack. He wanted to make sure that new sites would be established for family-friendly clothing optional news recreation. And his heart did seem to be on public lands. And that has been a huge shift. There was just nothing on public lands uh, from the 30s up through maybe the, the 70s. Yes, there were people skinny-dipping all over the place on public land, but no organization and no group that seemed to care much about them. Uh, so he's really shifted all national organizations in North America to have a, a strong, at least apparent, interest in public land. The third thing I think he did was really to drive home the importance and value of dramaturgy, um, particularly in grassroots activism projects. He, we could take a look at some people, you know, the great grassroots activists like Gandhi or King, fighting social injustice, uh, kind of pushing the envelope, doing what has to be done to uh, make the world a better place for, for many people. What I think Lee did was he said, yes, continue to do that, but inject humor, inject art, inject kind of a joyful lightheartedness into it so that you can actually push forward in uh, defending and promoting nude recreation in North America, but you can do it in a way that might put a smile on someone's face. So rather than protesting, I think he encouraged me personally get creative and think of a fun, artful, lighthearted way of working with a legislator, of working with a group on a city street, of working with other grassroots activists, of creating a film, of creating a play. Uh, I, I just concept of dramaturgy, though he didn't invent it, really seems in my mind to just kind of encapsulate Lee's whole approach to pushing forward uh, the promotion and defense of, of uh, new recreation in North America. It seems to make sense that we give the final word to Lee Baxendall. So here from the uh, introductory video, introduction to naturism video called Celebrate the Freedom by Michael Coney, is an interview with Lee Baxendall. The roots of naturism for the United States are both native and uh, foreign. 
Uh, native, it's what we call skinny dipping, and it's something which came with uh, moving into a uh, continent where the original natives uh, seldom wore clothing when they didn't need to and where they certainly didn't swim wearing any clothing. Uh, the original natives of Wisconsin were described by the first uh, voyageur priests who came here as running around in nothing but moccasins, and we should keep that in mind. Uh, so skinny dipping is the native heritage, and uh, as that was progressively lost over the years, uh, we began to look to Europe where uh, nudity was rediscovered as a social uh, attribute, a social value, uh, uh, after a horrendous experience of urban uh, dankness, urban oppression, crowding, uh, industrialism. By the end of the 19th century in Europe, uh, you had a, uh, a t uh, terrifying psychology of living in cities where people would do anything to get out into the countryside on the one day a week they were given off. They formed the van der Vogel movement in Germany, and in France and Italy there were comparable movements. Doctors began prescribing sun and air baths, and uh, the uh, naturist or movement, as we sometimes have called it in the United States, the nudist movement, uh, but the naturist movement in Europe was born by the end of the 19th century as an antidote to civilization. And uh, it has gone on with great strides from there. Well, naturism is an antidote to urban crowding in the sense that it restores us to ourselves, to a human being which has been taught by advertising and marketing that you have to wear clothing to be anybody, to be somebody. Uh, without clothing, uh, we are told by the marketers, uh, we lack status, we shouldn't be comfortable, we smell, we don't have an ideal body so we should cover it up. And all of these are attitudes which perhaps assist the corporate bottom line, but they don't assist our human self-respect and our ability to be calm and happy people for the lifetime given to us. So naturists seek a remedy to civilization in the sense that civilization has turned dangerous. We, in fact, would insist that naturism is itself a civilized characteristic, and indeed a country which lacks nude beaches is not a civilized country at this time in history. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park, traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social, and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca.